Blog Talk Radio. Saturday, October 18th, 2014, and you're tuned in to another Pet Spooktacular edition of The Misty Show, where your premier source for fun and informative pet topics. I'm your host, Jay, and joining me once again is my co-host, Dee. How you doing, buddy? How you doing? How are you? How are you? How are you? (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm I'm feeling better than I was few days ago, but, you know, hey, hey, we're going with it. This is what we do. How are you feeling? I am okay. I am okay. I, you know, we're, we're going with it, so we're good. <laughs> this is how we roll here at the Missy Show. You know, we, we, we keep it going as best we can. Yes, we do. Well, you know, it's it's another pretty day outside. It's a great walking in the park day. It's it's mild. It's pleasant. It's it's a pretty October day. It's a little warmer than like I was. I stepped out this morning and it was like a little more humid. Was it? It's been kind of cool and crisp, and this morning was a little bit more humid. And I was like, wait a minute, where did my cool and crisp go? Yeah, you know, and and I'm hoping that it will come back pretty soon. But you know, living in in this part of the country where we live, it's just kind of like you never know. It's it's going to be hot one day, and then another day it might be jacket weather. I'm hoping the jacket weather comes back soon. I'm ready for jacket boots and blazer weather. <laughs> boots and blazers, B and B. I'm ready for it. Boots and blazers, baby. That's because you made a purchase today, didn't you? You made um. Uh, yeah, boot purchase or two. We we needed not to. Uh, yes, we did. Oh. <laughs> hey, everybody deserves a treat sometime. That's quite yeah, all right. We got a treat. We got a treat today because I was killing time, and that's dangerous for me when I'm killing time because when that happens, I usually get into trouble. And today, I just kind of was killing time with my mom and walked by a pair of boots that said, "Hello, how are you? Would you like to take me home?" And I said, yes, 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 I will. Well, I mean, it happens. I mean, this is the time of year where they have pretty good sales, so there's nothing wrong with that, you know. (laughs) You only live one time, so, you know, enjoy them. Yes, so, yes, so we, yes. Yeah, I'm going to (laughs) hush. Yeah, because this will become the show about boots and blazers, and we're we're not going to do that. We're we're still about pets. Boots and blazers are going to be that long. But before we begin, we want to say thanks once again to Miss Evelyn, the Cat Whisperer, yes. for being a guest on last week's episode. Thank you, Miss Evelyn. We love you, Miss Evelyn. <laughs> Hopefully she's listening. I think she finds all these topics um, in our little pet spectacular lineup pretty interesting. So she may be out there listening. Um, if you missed Miss Evelyn's creepy animal story last week, you can listen at blogtalkradio.com forward slash She's a Torty, and that's S-H-E-S-A-T-O-R-T-I-E. So you can listen in the archive. And for those of you who want to call in live, you can call us at 347-838-8313, or you can check out our after-show links at facebook.com forward slash missy.show44. Okay, 
Now that we're back to our 30-minute format, we have been having some longer shows, but for right now we're kind of back to our 30-minute format. We're going to dive right in. And today's topic is um, pretty interesting. It's um, misunderstood animals, cryptids, and other creepy creatures. (laughs) (laughs) And I know probably a lot of you out there, and maybe some of you may know what a cryptid is, but for those of you who don't and you're probably like, what the heck is a cryptid? Um, I'm going to define what a cryptid is um, for everybody unfamiliar with the term. A cryptid is a creature, or it can even be a plant, whose existence has been suggested but has not been discovered or documented by the scientific community. And things that might fall under that category would be like Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, Chupacabra, the Mothman, you know, this goes on and on. So those are examples of cryptids. (laughs) What was it now? The Jersey Devil. Yes, yes, that one. That one and the Mothman, they're really fascinating to me. You know, I you know, I, I read on the Jersey Devil, and I tell you, I'm like, what? <laughs> what the crap? So was this your first time um, hearing about that, D? You've yes. never heard of him before? I've never heard of the Jersey Devil before. And I was like, what the crap? And for, okay, we'll just talk about Jersey Devil. We'll get the Jersey Devil, but... I've never heard of Jersey Devil before in my life. I heard I've heard about that one for a couple of years now, but I enjoy stuff like that and I've looked at some of the shows where they chronicle it and talk about the Jersey Devil and how he got started and the Mothman and all that stuff. And I have a niece, she's into that and she's always looking at like Monster Quest and Monsters Monsters and Mysteries in America. So we we're kinda into those shows anyway. Well, honey, I had never heard of the Jersey Devil. <laughs> And I was thinking, what? <laughs> you know what it made me think of, though? On our last show, you were talking about, you made a notion or a reference to uh, an experience that happened to you, and you were saying something about when you looked up and you saw this thing in the sky. Yes, that and bird, I, like creature, the giant yeah. bird, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, Jay saw the Jersey Devil, but it was just, <laughs> oh. In another state. I was in another state. I was down south, but I saw the Jersey yeah. It was on the Gulf Coast. I was like, Jason, the Jersey Devil. So that's where my mind went. I was like, oh, my God. But, yeah, I had never heard of Jersey Devil, and it was very interesting, to say the least. It it, it was interesting. Do, do you want to um, share with our listeners, you know, the, the background about the Jersey Devil? Sure, I can. Let me scroll through all of my notes and get to the part about the Jersey Devil because it was the last thing I actually researched. But it was like, what the crap? Okay. Because <laughs> so, it was like, well, the thing about it was, it was like a part of it me wanted to say, okay, well, it's just, you know, like you say, the, the cryptic thing or whatever. But then I was like, well, wait a minute. Because the thing about it is because it spanned over so many, it has spanned over so many years. But, okay, let me just get into the Jersey Devil. And you kind of kind of put me on to this because I was like, I had never heard of this before my entire life. So, most of my research came from um, Shadowlands.net and PrairieGhost.com, which I will we will get up on the on the um, site. But I have a lot of stuff on it, so I'm going to try to just kind of jump around and give you the most information I can to kind of give you an idea of what this was about, where it started, and the whole history of it. And then um, hopefully I'll get as much in here as I can because of our time constraints. But here we go. The Jersey Devil, the supposed mythical creature of the New Jersey Pinelands, has haunted New Jersey and the surrounding areas for the past 
60 years. This entity has been seen by over 2,000 witnesses over this period. It has terrorized towns and caused factories and schools to close down, yet many people believe that the Jersey Devil is a legend, a mythical beast that originated from the folklore of New Jersey Pine Barrens. So the historic states along America's Atlantic seaboard have given birth to hundreds of ghostly tales and unusual stories over the years. One of the strangest and undoubtedly is that of the Jersey Devil, a creature that is believed to be a mythical creature and by other, a real-life monster of the flesh and blood. Its origins date back to New Jersey when it was still a British colony. So that's like far, far, far. I mean, that's like colonial days. Oh, yeah. So, okay, so what, what, where it came to be, how it originated. According to legend, Miss Jane Leeds came from a poor family who ecked out an existence in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, a rugged place with vast forests, sandy soils, and patches of swamp. In 1735, Miss Leeds discovered that she was pregnant with her 13th child, and this is just one of the ways they believe that it, became, it came into existence. She complained to her friends and relatives that the devil can take the next one, I guess because she had had so many of them. According to legend, he did. When the baby was born, he was a monster. He immediately took on the grotesque appearance and grew to more than 20 feet long with a long reptilian body, a horse's head, fat wings, and a long forked tail. He thrashed about the leads home with the for a bit and then vanished up the chimney. The creature, or the Jersey Devil as he was dubbed, began haunting the Pine Barrens. Okay, so as the story spread, even grown men declined to venture out at night. It was said that the beast carried off large dogs, geese, cats, small livestock, and even the occasional child. And the children were never seen again, but the animals' remains were found left about. The mm-hmm. devil was also said to dry up the milk the milk of cows by breathing on them, and to kill off fish in the streams, threatening the livelihood of the entire region. Can you believe something like that? <laughs> I, I was just thinking it must have some extreme breath. <laughs> Seriously, if you can breathe on something and dry up their milk. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. I took it there, but when you said that, that's in my head, but but you know what? I was reading about that too, and even um, a certain tribe of Native Americans had even actually allegedly seen this creature before, even independent of the Leeds legend. You know what? Because there's so many. There was so when I was just getting into it, because I just like that. It was the last thing I researched, and I started reading, and it was like so many accounts of when people saw this, and and there's so many sightings and and, and different things and. And it was like insane, but some of it's just like how can you have these many accounts of people seeing this over the years? You know, it's it's just like strength. It it's one of those things where you're like, okay, this is a legend, it's like folklore, but then you're like, so many people and so many different instances, and it, you know, let's see, well, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, in 1740, the frightened residents begged a local minister, and this is in the Pine Barrens area in New Jersey to exorcise the creature, and the story stated that the exorcism would last over 100 years. However, the devil returned to the Pine Barren on at least two occasions before the century was over. Legend has it that a naval hero commander, Stephen Decatur, visited the Handover Iron Works in the Barrens in the 1800s to test the plant's cannonballs. 
One day on the firing range, he noticed a strange creature leaning overhead. That's why it made me think of you, Jay, when you were talking. Mm-hmm. So he took aim, he fired at the monster, and while some say he shot it, the devil continued on his path. On his path. So throughout the years, there have been many, 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 many sightings of this devil creature thing that dries up milk with its breath. And so I was like, what the crap? It's You know, there's so many stories that I had read about just different people and different instances of people, you know, seeing this thing and how they saw it and, and, and what happened. And, and it's just crazy. It is just crazy, all this stuff. I was like, this is insane. I mean, because it started back in the 1800s. I wanna, maybe it was the 1700s. I'm not sure. And it has, like, slowly all of the sightings have, like, continued on up. In 1909, on January 19th, Nelson Evans was awakened in the early morning by the sound of a large animal on the roof of their shed. They described it as about three and a half feet high when they actually saw it, with a face like a collie, like a dog, and a head like a horse, and a long neck, wings and about two feet wings that are about two feet long, and its back legs were like those of a crane, and it had horses hooves. I mean, these are detailed accounts of what this thing looked like. It walked on its back legs and held up two short front legs with paws on them. It's sort of like a, a, a dinosaur of sorts. Yeah, because I'm looking at a picture of it now, and it's the freakiest looking thing. And, and it, it has a horse head and all of that and the wings and the hooves. It's like a combination of, like, a different animals all rolled into one. It's a, if I saw that, let me just tell you. If I saw that, and, they, I mean, they've had a sighting, like, these sightings have gone on, and the most recent sighting was in 1993. A forest ranger named John Irwin was driving along the Mukola River. I don't know if I said that correctly. In southern New Jersey, and he was startled to find the road ahead of him blocked by a Jersey devil. He described it as being about six feet tall with horns and matted black fur. Could this have been the reported Jersey devil or some other creature altogether? We're not sure. But Irvin stated that he and the creature stared at one another for about several minutes before the monster finally turned and ran into the forest. Sorry, but that Jersey Devil would have been dead because I would have ran him. <laughs> yeah, we would have had to try. We we would have had to um. We would have traveled to the metal and you know. We would have found out if it was real or not because I'm sorry. <laughs> Jersey Devil would have been under my tires. I'm just so sorry. It would have been all solved. And and it does make you wonder, like, what is it that these people are seeing? And not to say that there aren't some people who may just be jumping on the bandwagon and making something up. Copycats, you know, or whatever. But it's just so odd that, I mean, you know how folklore can kind of, like, trickle down throughout the years. That's how you have it, Um, you know, these these things. But it's just so odd. This started back then, and it's still happening in this area. I mean, just 1993 is not too far back, so it's just still happening time. So, but there's so many accounts. I have so many accounts of it. I've been jumping all over the place. Sorry for all the brokenness, but it's just so many accounts of this little creature, dinosaurish dog thing. (laughs) Just people, just dinosaur, horse, bat, um. All kind of dogs, horse, yeah, all of it kind of combined in one with a fork tail, snatching other dogs and kids and stuff like that. And how 
how it actually came to be. These women saying, you know, I don't let you know let the devil have them or whatever term. And I'm like, what the crap is this? So the Jersey Devil freaked me out, and it's very interesting. Well, you know, Dee, I don't know if you've ever um, did. You ever hear of this movie? It came out in 2002 called The Mothman Prophecies, and it starred Richard Gere. You know what? Is that about the butterfly? Yeah, it, it's 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 about the Mothman, and he um, now his points of origin where he was kind of first seen, and, and maybe this wasn't the very first place, but this is the place that's most known for it is Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and he was seen um, from November fifteenth, nineteen sixty six, to December fifteenth, nineteen sixty seven, um, and the guy. Um, named John Keel, he actually wrote a book called The Mothman Prophecies back in 1975, and that's what the movie is based off of, starring Richard Gere. But basically, The Mothman um, was first sighted, um, let's see here, by five men who were digging a grave at a cemetery near Clinton, West Virginia, and they claimed to see a man-like figure fly low from the trees over their head. Um, and this is often identified as the first known sighting of what later became known as the Mothman. And then shortly thereafter, now this is the one that I know the most about, you know, from seeing it on um, little documentaries and stuff. There was two young couples from Point Pleasant, um, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Millette. Um, They told police that they saw a large white creature whose eyes glowed red when the car headlights picked it up. They described it as a large flying man with 10-foot wings following their car while they were driving in an outside area of town known as the TNT area, the site of a former World War II ammunition plant. And that... That freaked me out so bad. Like, I remember when the movie came out, it was just something creepy about the movie, and then to find out it was based off of allegedly real accounts, you know? Oh, my God. That would, can you, like, imagine being in your car, and then all of a sudden, there is a, it flew, right? It was like a flying creature. Yeah, yeah it, it flew. It flew. That would just, you know, you never know, but that would just mess me up. That would just. That would just I would might I might need therapy after that because my basis of reality would just kind of be a little bit off. <laughs> like I saw a flying butterfly man. I'm sorry. And that's the thing. And some of these people say that he appeared to them at times after that. That they saw him like hundreds of times after that, and you had all these sightings going on all around Point Pleasant, West Virginia, during that time frame. And then what was even creepier is during the times where people were seeing him, there was this um, bridge that ran through the city called the Silver Bridge, and it collapsed and killed 46 people. And they said that after that happened, I don't think there was any more immediate sightings of the, um, I was about to say the Jersey Devil, but of the Mothman. <laughs> and some people were saying that they 
they didn't feel that he meant them any harm, but it was almost like he was a harbinger of perhaps death or that's trying to warn you about something. Yeah. Some, some people did sense a menacing uh, thing about it, but, but they felt like he was trying to warn them potentially about that Silver Bridge collapse because 46 people, you know, tragically died when that happened. Wow. Wow. And, you know, maybe, it, maybe it's, just like you say, the precursor to, to death to let you know there's something ominous about to happen or, or, or you know, I don't, oh, my gosh. That would just mess me up. But it doesn't end there, D. Oh, there's more. There's more. Because, see, now that's when it, it, everybody knows about the um, Men in Black movies, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? I didn't know that the term men in black is a real term that existed independently of those movies. Oh, I didn't really? know that. Men in black are allegedly these these humanoid-type people. They, 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 they look like people, but there's something about them that it just quite doesn't seem right. They don't quite seem human. And some of these people who had seen the Mothman were later visited by these men in black characters. Like it would be like two of them, and they would come in, and they would ask them questions about what they'd seen. And and sometimes, you know, the people said they would kind of get the impression that they wanted them to stay quiet about it, but they would always say that there was something strange or not quite human about them, and they wore these shades, and, and it's like they were they were dressed in these black suits, and, and they were human-like, but something didn't quite add up. There was something odd or strange about them, and even the names that they would give were kind of odd, but, but there were several sightings of these people, like, coming to, to the people who'd seen the Mothman. Seriously, what on earth? Seriously, now when I see Will Smith, and you know, with men in black, I'm be thinking, did he see Mothman? Well, they saw a lot of things in that movie, so. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 some people, you know, they 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 say that there were certain like UFO type stuff that sort of went along with it. That was just a whole creepy thing between that time frame. And I think there have been some people who've had additional sightings since then, but it was the most active between that time and the mid sixties. Wow. And I swear I have been creeped out about going to West Virginia ever since <laughs> I have seen that. I really don't want to go to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. No no plans for, you know, taking a vacation then? I don't even think I want to drive through that way, especially near that old TNT plant or whatever, because I think, I don't know if it's still standing or not, but if it is, I'm sorry, I I do not. No. <laughs> Come on, Jay. No, no offense to any of our listeners who are in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. No offense. Uh, I'm sure it's a lovely town, but that just freaks me out. Is, and, you know, this is probably just our, 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 our scary catness <laughs> coming through. Because we're big scared cats, but, um, yeah, no. We'll let you guys stay there and, you know, hold up the front because. (laughs) And and I know every area has their little legends or whatnot. I don't know if we have legends in in our area. I've never heard of anything. I can't remember that little stretch of road that we talked about here, but I can't remember where it is. Um, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember that where people kind of disappear in that little triangle area between cities. and Yeah, yeah, I have heard of that. Yeah, so everybody, I guess, has their own thing, you know, everything. I guess every... Everybody, every country probably has their own kind of, you know, little folklore, kind of scary, little misty kind of a thing. So, But I just don't want to go and visit and find out what theirs is. 
Uh, no, because I don't even want to know what's going on down here. Whatever our local spooky stuff is, you know, I, I'm I'm good. You know, my grandma saw the cat lady, and you know, I saw the, the bird creature. That's close enough. That's enough, you know. And if I saw Jersey Devil or the Mothman, I don't know if I would. Like I say, my reality would be like need to be put back in check because I don't know how we be able to tell you what's real and what's not, and I might have some issues after that. I might need some little some counseling. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> but, but you know, this show is you know I'm so used to like now doing like the hour shows or the 45 minute shows, and I'm like, okay, you only have um a little less than six minutes oh, left. Yes, yeah. are you serious? Yeah, that it's just about like five minutes, forty some seconds. Well, well let let me also mention because we also were supposed to be talking about misunderstood animals. Yeah. And I wanted to represent the I wanted to represent the vampire bat. Okay. He is an animal. Yes, but he is. Of course, he he is misunderstood because <laughs> um he primarily, well, actually I don't think just primarily, I think that's all they do as a food source. They they have to suck blood. Well, okay. <laughs> And and we tend to think of that, you know, we tend to think of vampires. You know, you tend to not think of pleasant things when you think of um, well, blood suckers. Well, you think about it, that's probably what led to the whole, you know, Bram Stoker or whatever whole vampire thing. Yeah, because the whole sucking of the blood, the bat, the bat that would feed on blood. Yeah, that, and, and and that's what they do. They probably did. They mixed it in there with the Vlathium paler stuff, probably mixed in with the, you know, vampire bats, you know, because that, that's a real live creature that they suck your blood for real. And and they, they have been known to even, like, prey on humans, but mainly they're, like, preying on cattle and animals and things like that. That is crazy because, you know, we actually, in our area, well, in my neighborhood that I lived in, and I think these were bats at one time during the summertime, the bats would always just kind of, we didn't have a lot of them because it, you could tell it was not a bird, and this was just like, I think it was a bat. It was We, we just saw it as a bat, and it would kind of fly through or whatever, but they would always tell us, you know, be careful, stay away, get back or whatever, because we kind of live out in a little wooded area, so. But it's insane, but I, you think about the vampire bats. That's just crazy, though, to see that where it's sort of like a mosquito type thing. Because, okay, (laughs) I just think I thought about it too much. And and they use something called um, thermoception, and they identify a warm spot on the skin to bite. Just sort of. I wonder how mosquitoes. How do they do that? You know, is it not kind of the same type process or whatever? Cause you, you, you know think, what I did I didn't research the mosquitoes, but it may be something similar because yeah. they 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 aren't you know mosquitoes and the vampire bats. I don't think they're the only two species um, that actually feed on blood. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and then you can't knock them because they were you know put into this. That's how they were born into the world. So you know they they can't help it. This is what they are. So. Yeah, and, and, you know, but this part was kind of, it, it's so freaky. It says, if there's fur on the skin of the host, the common vampire bat uses its canine and cheek teeth like a barber's blades to shave away the hairs. Really? Yep. So, so they, they give them a little haircut in the spot where they're going to suck the blood. It's just we need to get to the area. Let's kind of shave it off here. And the poor little 
animals probably thinking, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on? And then, and then another thing, the bat saliva, um, it let's see, left in the victim's bite wound has a key function in feeding from the wound. The saliva contains several compounds that prolong bleeding, such as anticoagulants that inhibit yeah, blood clotting. Seriously? Wow. Well, that's interesting. So the, the wound just sort of keeps, I guess, gushing a little bit? Yeah. I don't, they, I don't know if they, they, like, bite them and take out enough blood where it actually kills them. I guess if you had enough bats on one host, that could happen. But I, I don't think yeah, just one of them would, like, kill you. Whatever the host was, if it was small, like a little rat or something. Yeah, yeah. Now, in that situation, probably so. Yeah. Poor little thing. But, you know, you can't knock them. That's how they were born. But that's just amazing, though. That is just amazing. And and they're not bad. I mean, because um, they're believed to be the only species of bats in the world to adopt another young bat if something happens to the bat's mother. Oh, well, see, now you can't. Now you know you got me now. Okay. And and if there's a, another bat in their little colony or whatever and he wasn't able to get enough blood, you know, that they're very um, altruistic and they'll help that bat and they'll even regurgitate a little bit of their blood and give it to the bat who's starving. Oh, well, isn't that sweet? Okay. Because <laughs> they can only go two days without blood. Oh. oh, well, okay, here's up to the vampire bats, people. They're, they're, they're a little creepy, you know. They're not bad. Yeah, they're, they're just misunderstood. There you go. They're misunderstood and just, you know, don't, don't knock them. They're just trying to live. Yeah, just like anyone else. But and sorry, we're not going to be able to put all of our stuff on here since this was a shorter show. But we will put our links on Facebook and be sure to tune in next Saturday because we're going to be talking about safety tips for your pet during Halloween season. So we're going to be discussing costumes and ways to keep your pet safe during Halloween. So you don't want to miss next week's episode. Yeah, I saw some great costumes today. So. Yes. Oh, yeah, they have some really cute ones. But we're about out of time. You guys have a great weekend. Great weekend, everybody.